0: Hi, I'm Unzube Ufodike. Welcome to another episode on this brand new podcast called Crowncast. Today we have a guest, John Butt from Conduit Ventures. Thank you for having me here, Unzube. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. We didn't go into the issues we had earlier with the recording, but we're going to dive right into sure. it. So, um, obviously, you're the founder, principal of Conduit Ventures, and yes. within your fund you've allocated millions into companies in your portfolio that's correct i'm keen to just get a better understanding of the process so if you start with origination how do you find companies that you invest in
1: um very good because there are lots of ideas out there the question is picking the right ones and or the right suite of ideas which can result in winners okay so What we do, we cast a broad net but it's very much relationship driven, we try to foster relationships with research institutes, universities, corporates and entrepreneurs. So it isn't one source, it's a variety of sources which ultimately we find that people refer businesses to us and at the same time we have walk-ins. We evaluate all. Yeah. But what we try to find are ideas con- comprising of the right type of product, the scalability of that product, and ultimately the entire ecosystem, particularly on the team.
0: Fantastic. The team is yeah. a major part of it. And if, if we take a step back, just to understand a little bit more about Conduit Ventures, yes. what, what type of companies do you tend to invest in and what stage do you tend to go for?
1: It's typically early stage. We, we like that. It's our comfort zone. We also get involved in the growth stage. So we aspire to be involved throughout the development life cycle of, of each com- company. We put money in, into. So we're active. Yeah. We try to help the company. We do not seek to replace the management. So we foster a relationship with the management team and try to foster a basis for open dialogue and suggest I- ideas some of which we hope the management uh, will find helpful and use- useful and you mentioned
0: early stage and growth stage yes. those two terms mean different things to different companies how do you define early and how do you define growth stage at Conduit Ventures?
1: early stage we look at the product which is being developed we look at the ideas we look at the team we try to evaluate how far from market adoption the, pro- the product is. And if the right box boxes are ticked, um, the capital is typically a- allocated. Growth stage is typically when the company is actually out there in the mark- market. The product has been... Rugged ice. it 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 has a a significant level of market ex, market acceptance and it needs additional capital to shift from gear 2 to gear 3 and hope hopefully cruise control And in terms
0: of revenue for the monthly recurring revenue for a growth stage company what range would you put that
1: at I think it's more the quality of the customer base. quality of the customer, customer base, base okay. And the quality quality of over quantity. Yes, the quality of the partnerships, mm-hmm. the type of market adoption arrangements which has been put in place with the partners. So essentially, it's like a house. You want a solid foundation. Okay, yeah. and then to us, that is more important because it means that you can probably scale better and faster because at the end of the day, your objective is market adoption at scale. That is what you want to achieve. Indeed. And so you have to have the right construct in place beforehand.
0: Nice. And when we're talking about the route to Get to um, conduit ventures. You talked about institutes. You talked about people making introductions and relationships. Yes. Is there any particular strand that you find many more of your companies tend to come from? Those that you
1: actually deploy. Yes, I think it's when people make references to us. They they refer businesses to us when the source is people. We have groups. We have worked with teams. We have worked with in the past and uh, have been su- successful we find we find those are very very help- helpful and of of a certain uh, quality
0: and i realize that the academic institutes you work with are primarily because a lot of what you invest in is ip intensive do you want to talk a little bit more about the sector that you focus on at conduit
1: our investment theme is centered on sustainability-driven innovation. So it's energy, yeah. it covers energy de- decarbonisation. So it brings together the digital and it also brings together material sciences. And the research institutes are a hotbed for, for both, okay? And so it's, it always pays, it's always good to have an insight as to what's coming through.
0: Of course.
1: The uh, sustainability theme is very much in its infancy. And there's quite some ways to go, so we're excited to see a lot of these new new ideas. Nice. We've we've been we've been in the space for quite some time. It has been an interesting journey. There have been some successes, and there have been others which have not um, been uh, su- successful. But a common theme throughout what we have witnessed is that those companies which have been successful you've had good teams, you've had good pe- people. Those, for a variety of reasons, which have not been su- successful, it's large, been largely due to timing, route to market, and in a lot of cases, uh, misalignment of interests among the different stake- stakeholders. John, you've mentioned team a couple of times. And I'm
0: curious, um, linking team to your process, I realize you have an investment committee, and you go through a degree of due diligence before you place any capital into companies. But um, what does that process look like? Because for many entrepreneurs, it's a bit of a black box when it comes to speaking to investors and the result they get at the end.
1: Yes, well, you want people first of all who are ambitious and open-minded because uh when you're starting a biz business it's a journey okay it's not an overnight so along that journey one has to deal with uh different types of stakeholders investors channel partners supply chain partners your objective is to be relevant have your product relevant in the marketplace. We always say, a question we always ask is whether a solution is a nice to have solution or a must have. We want teams who generate or create the right businesses which are going to make a big impact in the market and in particular to the customer base and beyond that. And so it's very important that we have groups comprising of a blend of skill skill sets and i would say blend of ambition as as well
0: and and at that stage what sort of skill sets do you look for do you and how do you assess those skill sets within those early teams
1: it's a bit of an art it's a judge, judgment call yeah okay obviously you you look at the backgrounds and their their achievements and and so so forth but often it comes down to whether there's the degree of open mind mindedness which results in um, constructive engagement with channel partners, supply chain partners, investors, board directors, observers, because it's a journey. And it's inevitable speed bumps will be encountered. So we always try to evaluate whether how people are likely to navigate speed bumps. Or better still, anticipate potential speed bumps and plan how to overcome these such speed like bumps that. when so they do. Anticipate and yes.
0: navigate speed, speed bumps. bumps. Yes. Fantastic.
1: Because it's inevitable. Yeah. You, you will come across them. I, I say the same thing. It's down yes. to teams. and it's down, it's down to people. Yeah. It's a major proportion of the criteria. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the technology. Technology is one component and don't get, get me wrong, it is Im- important.
0: It is important, but that might change, the business model might change, but the team if they haven't got the right. The commercialization
1: then, of that technology yeah. requires a sound blend of skill sets and people who in in, in our opinion, yeah. people who are willing to listen and willing to engage. So that's why I say open mindedness is important. Fantastic.
0: And post deal closing, once this company is now within the Conduit yes. portfolio, what sort of value add would you say
1: they get from a Conduit Ventures? I think you better ask the uh, entrepreneurs that. <laughs> they're, you they're, don't need to be modest they're, here. They're, it's okay. They are best plays. Yeah. Well, I hope they do listen to us. Yeah. Okay. And we've got a network. We've got experience out in out in the field. And uh, we try to draw on those experiences. Channel partners, um, anticipating speed, speed bumps. Yeah. Okay. So we draw on the, um, the full range of our experiences, both the successes and those which, which have not been su- su- successful and seek to um, discuss with the lead- leadership team. Um, you know, ways to create su- su- success or short circuit such that you achieve success lighter and faster by lighter and fast faster from a capital light situation because you simply do not want to repeat the same um, errors as in the past Mm -hmm. okay so again it comes down to accelerating the pace of market adoption of solutions and i also imagine the brand and
0: the network that you come with um that trust is something the companies in your portfolio can
1: leverage? Yes, it's there for the uh, different companies to have access to. We're open-minded. In terms of those successes and those that
0: have not been too successful, um, if you can share just a little bit of some of those learnings that yes. you've then had to, you know, pass on to your portfolio companies that are that are still around.
1: Uh, yes, I think at the. Um don't want to repeat, but we've just found that those which have been successful have always had constructive engagements with uh, the different uh, stakeholders. You'll hear yeah. me speak about stakeholders, of which shareholders are one. Yeah. Okay. It's the, They've been very open in terms of information sharing, very open in terms of engaging with their stakeholders how to bring pr- products and solutions to the mar- market, engagement in, in informing them of future cha- challenges. So seeking advice and so- solicitation. You know, a, a big portion besides the technology, IP driven. You see, we actually see IP as it provides a company with the flexibility. Mm-hmm. to practice and engage and bring a product out to the market. So, yes, it's a defendable spot, but uh, we're very pra- pragmatic. We know that um, you create one IP, you've just created the basis for someone else to learn from that, and mm-hmm. there's probably someone across the road trying to make a better way or a better yeah. pro- pro- product. You have to factor that in. So, for us, a big part of the IP is is yes, it's solid, it's new, it changes the uh, situations in the com- company, but uh, we don't see it as a be-and-end-all. It just means you've got the flexibility to actually get out there in the market. A lot of the IP thereafter becomes the know-how, and, that's, and the know-how is embedded within the teams, okay? the customers, the channel partners, the basis for getting products out there which will make a difference. And scale.
0: Fantastic. So the key if, advice, if you,
1: yeah. ju- in, in our view, if you just re- if you just rely on a, your IP alone to sell itself, no. it wouldn't. No, it's no. not enough. It's important, but it's not enough. Indeed. So I, I wanted to segue back in, in no, into that, the question. That's a very valid point. I, in, I, agree, I agree. Into with the that. question of uh, what constitutes s- successes. Okay, and quite frankly. Those who have not been successful, if I was to look back, I think I I would not be incorrect if I said that it's teams trying to be all things to all people and also trying to do too much on their own. Because you want to de-risk the process to the market. You want to de-risk the product development. You want to, again, de-risk from product from bench into the customer's hands
0: indeed so, yes. so if i can summarize that the takeaway for founders business leaders is to focus on managing those multiple stakeholders from your channel partners your investors and everyone else they have to interact
1: with identifying who the right ones are first and yeah. once you have make a strong case mm-hmm. seek to engage them mm-hmm. and manage them and just be
0: open-minded Fantastic. And the final question before I let you go. Um, You work with lots of new technology. Is there any particular, I I mean particular technology that's exciting you right now? I don't think
1: there's one. From my standpoint, is um, the convergence between the digital and the material science. Okay, the digital has created the basis for what we term commercial innovation, just meaning new types of business models. Yeah. So which means it optimizes mm-hmm. that route to market. So if, for instance, in the decarbonization, in the energy space, you can have, you have it, it just created. So the, the impact of the digitization has created uh, the basis for off-grid, mini-grids, just a variety of different uh, business mod- models, okay. which also y- you could argue that it brings in other sectors as well, fintech. And so what we find with the impact of digitization is that it just tran- transforms. It has the potential to transform the routes to ma- market, resulting in uh, new business mod- models. It's all about So it's not about it's, yeah. just one material science. So it goes back again with the IP question. Yes, yeah. you, have your, you have your IP. It's great. It provides you with the basis to, to do something different, to achieve something diff- different. But then the, the next challenge is getting it out into the market. Indeed. Yes. Well,
0: thank you so much, John. Thank for you. Sharing thank so you for having, having us, me. And uh, we look forward to inviting you to season two. Right. Thanks. <laughs> thank okay. you.